time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. I'm Kevin. With me, of course, my noble partner in crime who's been writing his little heart out, Raph Esparza. <laughs> Raph, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing way better now that I'm deadline free on the writing world. You're deadline free. Um, yeah. If any producers over at which networks? NBC, ABC, Fox, even Lifetime, if they would hire us, we would. you would write for them, though. Basically. Oh, yeah, no problem. So did you get drunk to celebrate finishing your deadlines? Uh, I wanted to. Actually, no, I did the opposite. I had to go uh, help my family with manual labor. <laughs> that is the opposite of going and getting drunk. Very good. It was really bad. Right. Oh, God. You want to try this new thing? We're yeah. about to do. We're going to watch the winner of the absolute finals at Worlds in Jiu Jitsu, Rodolfo Vieira. Just uh, took place today. Yes, versus Marcus Buchecha Almeida. Uh, Raf went in and found it. So you ready to hit play at the same time? Oh yeah, I've totally. Oh shit, was I not supposed to be playing it right now? <laughs> I'm so far ahead of you. All right, I'll go, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll totally I go back. feel like I said it's an 01 and it's paused. I uh, thought that you said you were doing it. Like when you said okay, I didn't realize it was okay we're recording. It, it was okay we're I recording. I thought it was okay we're recording and watching it. I can't. How many mouse clickers do you think I have? I don't know, but this is why this is very difficult to do in the coordinating aspect but i, I you didn't miss anything it's no. all just a lot of just where uh, are you at should i come to you no totally not we're starting it over okay at point oh one okay and Ready? three two one, one. start Go. all right there's a lot, a lot uh, of pointing yeah and kombash okay now, the interesting thing that's happening here is uh, you can see Marcus is moving around a lot. And there's a clock that just happened in the uh, left corner. Oh, fuck. It's got the score. That's yeah. amazing. This is so embarrassing. Oh. Buchecha goes for the shot. Nothing there. Now they're yeah. uh, tippy-toeing like kabuki women over to the side. There's a lift back to the center of the mat. Does Rodolfo bleach his hair? That's, That's a good question. Right? He has like a He's little got bit the of the Mark Snipes on... going on, right? Oh yeah, definitely the Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. Yes, that's the movie I was thinking of. Thank you. You're welcome. Not a lot of people have seen that guy. Ooh, we've got some really good guard game going on right now. All right, Kevin, how would you describe what is happening right now? Just a tornado of legs. It looks like they're trying to play a game called Leg King, which is like Rat King except with legs. All right, this is the first stop and analyze what the shit's happening. Uh, you've got Marcus on top saying my leg is stuck in his half guard. I don't really know what to do. Just kidding. I do. You've got Vieira's got him in a very deep half guard. He's completely underneath Buchecha. Now, uh, this is like, look at Buchecha using one hand to just hold himself up and still yeah. do jujitsu. That's amazing. Uh, somebody put out a meme of him at one point, I think, during this match. Uh, pointing at somebody as if he was giving out directions for what he wanted for dinner. <laughs> like he had enough time to do that. Ooh, we got a little Venom sponsorship for yep. Rodolfo Vieira. 
<laughs> I this love is this. so great. Yeah, Whenever... I love it in jujitsu when they pull you back to the center. <laughs> Drag you back yeah. like your kids. It's always great. Like, I like it when they do it in teams and, like, yes. five of them coming out. That's the best. That is quite amazing. Uh, for those who want to watch this with us right now, you can go to Jiu-Jitsu TV PR. Uh, it is a YouTube channel. Go ahead and head over there. Uh, we are currently at the 222 marker. It is 12 minutes of fun, so get ready. You've got 12 more minutes of Kevin and I telling you more Wesley Snipes jokes about this. <laughs> But this is fascinating to watch. Yeah, we're still we've gone back to um Buchecha standing above Vieira, who's again we're we're somewhere between a deep half guard and a sweep, it almost looks like. This is the part where it's like the fact that Buchecha has not had his back taken is just yep. that's the, I don't understand that about black belt rolling yeah. <laughs> yet. Oh. I, I think it's so far beyond anything we comprehend. Because, you know, you think, you're like, oh, yeah, he can take his back right yeah, here. Yeah, why can he not take his back? And he's obviously doing something that's preventing that, and it's just like, yep. Jesus. I love how much people are learning how little we know about actual jiu-jitsu as well, we are commenting on this. Yeah, to our defense, this is... This is very high-level stuff. I understand the logic, and I understand what they're doing. I just don't know how to execute it, which is, I think, a fairly common jiu-jitsu... That feeling. is fair. All right, with six thirty-four left to go, we are getting reset. So group drag. It's gonna no no no. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, like just let us up. Come on. I also appreciate the like crawl back over. Everybody, yeah. oh, it's belt fix uh, time. Yeah, gotta tie this belt. There is no weirder point in jujitsu than when everybody has to take their retying belt moment. Yeah. It is so kind I think of it's, a... Well, I always know that when somebody's is... looking at me, I always feel like I should be tying this faster, shouldn't I? Is there a faster way to do this? All you right. know a secret to tying your belt? Yeah, you kind of always give somebody that one. <laughs> All right, and we are... We are back. Uh, greetings and all. <laughs> Callers. Hey, oh, motherfucker. Oh. That's not where my foot was. He was like about uh, our, our good friend Marcus Almeida was trying for a, a bit of a heel foot lock, but then was just told, do not dare go near there by Rodolfo Vieira. Now, uh, interesting fact, these two have fought before, and uh, Rodolfo Vieira actually caught uh, Marcus Almeida with an armbar. So this is a, a nice rematch that people are getting to see over at Worlds. Oh... Somersault out of a potential leg lock. See, almost takes his back there. Yep, it does. Oh, yeah, he's... Have his he back. Work, oh, he's, now he's in. He's going in for the... In. Hooks are in, yep. Hooks are in. He's got his points. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's now enjoying a comfortable 6-0 lead. Yeah. With a one advantage. We've got 5.30 left here. It is funny because they have a clock, and right now in the shot, there's a clock right behind it. So you essentially are seeing things in dual dimensions <laughs> here. You also are seeing a nice shot of a dude just with a towel around him in the far back corner. Feeling the heat. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, now he's shouting. You don't want him on your back. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good moment to stand up at this point. Do that get-him-off-your-back move we talked about. Kevin, what would be going through your brain uh, if somebody was in the position that uh, Buchecha was in right now? If I had someone's back? No, no, no. If you were the person who had your back taken. Like, what's oh, going through your head right here if God. you're here? And at my level, right now, I'd be like, what is he doing with my wrist? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, what's with the wrist? <laughs> oh, and we are, we are standing. We are now, yeah. Vuchetra now has a full body triangle and is just chilling on his back. He does not have the body triangle. He does not you have are correct. You are correct on that. I thought I he did too, but it came down. He does oh, have nope. his ankles crossed, which I've always get told is a huge no-no. I do to too, but also broken. not black belts. Fair. All right, he is now sifted back over. Looked like he was trying to pull guard, but we're yeah. we have now Vieira's turned the tides in a bit of a turtle position. But I don't think this is going to last long. No, he does not have a good turtle spot and his legs creeping underneath there for a sweep we got three minutes left in this match right now 6-0 but anything can happen well we know what happens but anything can happen people (laughs) not quite finding something yet he's 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 digging in for grips on on a sleeve yeah I mean he he knows he's down 6-0 yeah, and that something's got to happen. Uh, There's but not a lot of six-point who's already grabbing for grips, and yes, he is going. He's up and he's out of it. Oh, nice. Almost at this point to a point where he can pass, but we've we've got a little bit of a, a fight going on here. And he doesn't have a ton of motivation to pass, <laughs> so at this rate, he's got a commanding lead and probably like, yeah. I could I could try and pass. I uh, don't know. It looks... I could also just keep my weight back and see how yeah. quickly 1 minute and 54 seconds will roll off the clock. What a, what a great diversion, though. He was, at this point, just about to duck down all of his weight straight to the mat just to see if he would bait him into doing anything. Nothing changed, though. No. But, interesting tactic. They're just so quick. Like, I don't understand... They do move in, like, storm-like motions where all of a sudden it's just... But, like, there is a whole series of, like, leg kicks that look like they were swimming momentarily. Now you can see him kind of resting, even. Yeah. He's like, I am above him by six points right now. I'm about to be more, too, if I can get if his I can leg get out this, of the way. Yep. And guess what? Oh. Ooh. Yeah, again, let's see how quickly a minute will pass. Uh, he's about to get an advantage. Oh. Oh. Nope, he's about to get... At this point, do we already have... He's he's fighting really nicely, though. Props to Rodolfo, this is going... This is just <laughs> jiu-jitsu at its best. And do we have... Oh, uh, nope. now he's in some trouble. See, this is one of those nope. things about the rules maybe I don't understand. Cause it's like, how is that not a mount? How is he not... Uh, they did just reward points, though. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, okay, never mind, it was. <laughs> I was just wondering if we had how the... Is this not about? Oh, okay, well, that's the whole thing, is when I see it, I just go, wait, do you, how do you count? One, two, three? Like, uh... Yeah, that's my problem. Like, I feel there's should have be, a... like, a light that goes on that's like, you got mount, light. We have a possible armbar attempt here. But... Which was the move that he lost to uh, Vieira at last and year. You can really see that's what he wants. <laughs> And time is finished. Not that it, that was a that was a pretty big spanking. Yeah. Now they that embrace. Was... I don't know why we were fighting each other. You're my brother. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really don't like you. Yeah. Good work, buddy. Oh, that was great. So here's nice. the question: How confused are you if you just listen to us? Yeah, you've got to be scale of one to ten. Give us a jujitsu nerd versus not. Yeah. Oh, everybody's crazy. Lots of people have lost shirts in their stands, <laughs> which is always good. UFC on Fuel Ten this weekend, Raf. Who yes. do you got in that main card? We've got Nogueira, whom we just interviewed with Mr. Albersey, and that's who I think I want to win. Uh, I'm I'm a little torn. I'm going to tell you why. You like Verdun? Uh, I do. Well, I actually got the chance to go train at Verdun's uh, oh. over here in uh, in uh, uh, the beautiful Los Angeles area. Uh, great place. It's it's a nice, cool little space, and got to train with uh, one of his uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling guys, who is, I guess, Tito Ortiz's uh, jiu-jitsu coach. Pretty amazing. Uh, I've never been slammed so hard in my life. Nice. Ever. Yeah. It was one of those ones, too, where as you're about to get slammed to the mat, you go, this is amazing, except that it's happening to me. <laughs> and then uh, you do but, that breathe in real quick. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is like at least when you're prepared for it, you, you know how to kind of brace for impact as opposed to those ones where if you just get like swept and you're like, I don't understand how that happened, but I'm on my head. That didn't go well. Uh, but anyway, the people there couldn't be more amazing. So I do have an affinity to them. Their training is quite awesome. But I, like you, I think, uh, have to go with the Nogueira. All right. You've heard it here. So big moments for us. We're predicting some fights. We're trying out some new segments where Raf and I enjoy our nerdiness over jujitsu live here on ground. But if, would if you, you like indulge to... us for that, thank you, because yeah, a lot of we... it, I'm sure, just sounded like, "Ooh, that's happening!" Yes, yay! Advantage, really appreciate think. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I would be screaming, and he appears to be super comfortable. Okay, and that's a wrap. You want to bring on our guest, the hilarious Dave the Caveman Rickles? I think it's time. Listeners, we have a very exciting guest, Dave the Caveman Rickles, who just stepped in for a title shot at Bellator 96. Dave, how are you doing tonight? 
Yabba dabba do, man. I'm feeling good. <laughs> we were just talking about your fight style, and I made the comment that you fight almost. It looks like a crazy person because you'll go to the ground, you'll do standing, you'll you'll kind of fight wherever they want to fight. Yeah, you know, it's like he stole some meat from my family, and I'm in a prehistoric fight to get you know my life back. And uh, <laughs> no, but really, man, I just I fight anybody anywhere, like. Uh, I I don't really have much of a style, I guess. I just go in there and kind of fight. And the way it goes, it goes, you know? Yeah. Now, do you want to tell us where exactly you got the nickname Caveman from? Well, I mean, sorry, I got a baby crying in the back. My little one. I understand. But, but um, you know, my name came from, uh, I joined it's the... It's your baby, right? Just to make sure. Yeah, it is, actually. Okay, okay. Then we're good. Okay. A, a little mixed breed Asian baby. She's beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, you know, Caveman came from, uh, I kind of earned that name. You know, I, I joined the gym and I kind of fight. I've always fought kind of the same way. Like, you, we can fight anywhere you want to fight. And, uh, I joined a gym and there was a lot better fighters than me. I didn't know much at all. I watched UFC one time, man. I thought I had the moves. And uh, I went in there, and I got beat up for a while, and uh, I just was tough enough to stick in there. And I have a, you know, protruding forehead that was able to smash fists and, you know, take fists. And it's been, uh, I don't know, caveman came about from just taking beatings, man. When you're saying the gym, what gym was that? Oh, yeah, I apologize. Uh, JMTK, um, it's a Wichita gym. Uh, it's affiliated with uh, Saxon Jajira out of Texas. Uh, you know, a, a world-renowned Muay Thai fighter himself, Saxon. He trained my coach, and uh, my coach trained me in Muay Thai. And, uh, you know, there was a jiu-jitsu coach, too, there. So I picked up MMA pretty quick, and I had my first fight in, you know, six, seven months or something like that. So I, I kept the ball rolling quick. Your first fight was six or seven months after you started training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've always been pretty athletic, and, I, I mean – like I said, I mean, I was, t I was tough enough and just athletic enough. Uh, you know, I might not look like some super athlete, but I'm really competitive. And, uh, you know, I'll go after anybody. You're training out in Wichita. When did you transition from training in Wichita to meeting Joe Wilk and training over at CSC? Well, uh, you know, I always felt really good with my striking game. And then, uh, you know, through my pro, pro career, I noticed, you know, man, I was getting taken down a lot. And I had a fight where I, I got taken down over and over again, and I was just lucky enough to flying knee the dude at literally the last 10 seconds. And, you know, that kind of just hit me in the head like, man, I could have lost that fight, you know. Uh, so I was like, man, I got to work on some ground games. And I uh, talked to Joe Wilk a couple times, and, you know, he's a black belt and pretty good grappler himself. So, you know, that's the transition I made for my career. What year is this that you're switching over? Let's see. I graduated high school in 2007. That's when I started training. So, man, I don't know. 2011, I started training with Joe Wilk. Uh, oh, cool. I just I, I, fought, I fought as an amateur a couple of years, turned pro. It's been a couple of years of that now, too. So, uh, I mean, it's all been pretty quick, it seems. So, it's a pretty crazy ride. No kidding, seven years total. That's uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I feel pretty good with what I've accomplished so far, you know. 
and I think I got a lot of time in the sport still. And hopefully, you know, never been knocked out. I'm not going to be like a, you know, <laughs> I almost said something messed up, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, tell us. Don't you don't censor yourself when you're going to say something messed up. Well, I was going to say a, a retard, but that's, like, not correct, you know? Like, I feel really bad. But, um, so, to be fair, basically... I do a show with someone who you might call that, but we, we don't speak <laughs> it. It's okay. Wait, are, are, are you talking are... about me? Because this is about to get serious. I was going to stand up. Yeah, you guys, you're going to have a verbal scrap right now. Really? But, no, I just, I don't want to be brain dead, man, so <laughs> I've been lucky, lucky enough to, like protect myself just enough we're calling any fight we have from now on verbal scraps by the way that's why you bring dave the caveman rickles on the show Stock MMA exactly and gems i'm, I'm to... changing your vocab up man <laughs> somebody's got to now uh came we got to ask uh were you at joe wilkes last fight i was i was i was i was Okay, can you talk us through that fight? Because we wanted to see it, and we ended up seeing it on video, but we wanted to get your perspective on what happened. Man, my perspective, uh, you know, <laughs> Joe was doing great, man. Joe is, uh, he's always, man, like, I've always known him to do very well. You know, he comes out strong every single time. You better be in this, ready to scrap right from the bell. And, you know, he kind of showed that, came after the dude. De- definitely want like got close to finishing the guy in the first round. I thought, a few um, times but that dude like was tough as hell, man. Um, so you know, second round he gets kicked in the head. At the he, he let his hands down at the end of the uh, first round, gets kicked in the head, gets a cut, little blood going. Uh, you know, second round comes around, he does pretty good. I thought he won that round definitively too. And then, man, just third round, I think he just you know he might have expelled most of his energy. Um, he was pretty tired, and then that sec, uh, the second cut he got over his head was just, he was leaking bad. Yeah. And, you know, my take on it was he got slippery. He was kind of tired. I mean, when a guy gets a back mount like that on you, it's so hard to get up when you're tired and bloody, and you can't, you know, see anything that's going on. So, uh, I don't know. He just got in a tough spot, man, and, you know, it ended up the way he did. You talked to him after the fight, and what did you say? Dude, I was screaming, get the fuck up! Get the <laughs> fuck up! <laughs> Dude, I don't know how he didn't hear me. I don't know how I, I was like, I wanted to jump up there and pull his ass out, out from under that dude. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, if he'd have made it that round, even if he'd have got his ass whooped, you know, bell to bell, he'd have still won the fight, you know. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's part of the game, so... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's part of what makes uh, MMA. And it's way easier to say get up than actually doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, yeah, verbal tap. We understand. Our motto is that fighting's yeah. easier from outside the cage. Like, from outside, Dude, it, it's a lot easier. I'm actually secretly a professional keyboard warrior as well, so. Really? You know, I'm also an MMA keyboard warrior. You have a top secret <laughs> MMA journalistic side? Is that what we're hearing? <laughs> no, basically like a shit talking side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where I can just talk trash and get people pissed off. 
We have a website that's also a perfect medium for that, verbaltapcast.com. So if you ever feel like you're particularly inspired to make a video, put it out as news. I'll even edit it. Man, you know what we do need to do for your your we need to do a food eating competition between me and Joe Wilk. We can just get like two hundred crab rangoons and see who can eat the most. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now in our good journalistic research that we've done about you, we have learned that you have a food called Fuck It Foods. Please define oh my God. Fuck It Foods for us. <laughs> fuck It Foods are basically like I'm a fucking fat ass. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting weight. I'm feeling good. Getting my weight down. And then it's always about, you know, midnight. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, fuck it. No one's going to know. So I walk into the kitchen. Usually go straight to the peanut butter. You know, that's okay, though. Eat, I ate half a jar right before I fought uh, <laughs> Jason Fisher and uh, a bunch of other shit, man. And I actually ended up, it, it cost me bad, man. I ended up having to cut 15 pounds of water. So, you know, I'm trying to limit my fuck it foods quite a bit. What are your five favorite fuck it foods, Go? Fuck it foods. All right, here we go. Crab Rangoons. Mickey's 40s. <laughs> no, I actually can't eat, drink those. But um, peanut butter, absolutely. Um, basically, ice cream. I don't know how I talk myself into thinking that's okay, but I do. Uh, ice cream. And then, you know, any kind of chocolate around. I mean, it's the shit that you're like, fuck it. It don't matter. I can eat that. It ain't going to weigh me down. I mean, here's the sad part. You define those as fuck it foods. I define that as food. Is that a problem? You know, know, when you're, when you're like, see, I'm 190 pounds right now and I cut to 55. So it's, it's, it's pretty tough. It's brutal. I hate cutting weight. That's why I fought at 70 most of my career. I was like, I'm just going to whoop these big dudes ass, man. (laughs) I'll just be fine. But eventually I got tired of that. So when you're talking about having an eating competition against Joe, which by the way, we're happy uh, to host to on our site. Uh, but here's my question to you. Your fuck it food of choice is crab rangoons. So that was your go-to to challenge him. I think that's a little unfair. Uh, he would actually probably say the same thing. But he, you know what? He'd still go for it. He would do it. Well, yeah, because the two of you are highly competitive. Hey, but like, ask, ask him who beat him in the Dirty Dozen Challenge. Six, uh, uh, 40 ounce of uh, Mickey's and six uh, Los uh, the Doritos Tacos from Taco Bell. <laughs> That's like th- this isn't even challenges. These are just hurting your own body. That's vile. Oh, how, what was yeah. the aftermath of doing that? I like hurting my body sometimes. I guess. <laughs> Clearly, uh, but yeah, we're, we're happy to. I mean, shit. I'm an MMA fighter. Obviously, I like to get hurt a little bit. Well. More power to you, my friend. Uh, I haven't even had a Doritos Locos uh, taco yet, so I don't even know the magic I'm missing out on. You're a de- you're a deprived child. I know, man. Uh, you know, it's like I stare at it, and it never convinces me. I, I really have to be super I... drunk, I think, to make that happen. Man, I'm just all about everything that's bad for me. Okay. <laughs> strippers. Now, strippers? I mean... You know, I you know my thing about strippers is like I enjoy 
not necessarily like you know going in there and groping on girls and shit, but I just love how dirty they are. You know, you get in there and like there's a bunch of like dirty motherfuckers in there, and yeah. I mean, I'll, let me tell you this: I was down in Amarillo, okay, and I, you know, hey, that's my thing. When I go to a new place, I like to go to the strip clubs. Every one of my bells were fights, I call check the strip clubs out. Nice. So I was down in Amarillo and I check out this place called Chivas, and. Little to our uh, knowledge, it was Pimps and Hose Night. So we show up, and there's a full red carpet. And these dudes, it's like, it's literally like Pimps and Hose walking them in. Well, you know, I just had my buddy, Jared, and we just walked in like we were casual, you know, pimps, and he was probably my hoe. But, you know, we had a good time. What is the worst strip club you've been to? The worst? Yep. Because there are lots of worse places, and and I'm a aficionado of strip clubs that are just so awful. Like I miss. I don't those. know what I it is. It's like I like dirty much. bars. I like dirty strip clubs. I mean, I just don't like. I'm not like a classy guy, so I don't like to go to, you know, fine dining restaurants. All right, caveman. Have you been to the outhouse over in Lawrence, then in Kansas? I have not. I need to be over there. What? That's uh, bring your own the beer, isn't it? Fuck. Yes. You know what? Oh, Leave the things. interview. Go now. I'm saying yes. <laughs> it's a B- I know, but I can't drink, man. I got to lose a bunch of weight. Okay. Well, it's a BYOB. I can still enjoy the view, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's, oh, it's wait, just we're... close enough to KU <laughs> go ahead, to get go ahead. college girls, but it's also BYOB. So and it's full nude. It's grandfathered out of local laws. It's the one. It's what? the last of its kind. Yeah. You gotta go. That's legit. Uh, we, down, hey, one of the it. coolest things. That, there's a, a Salina, or no, 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 Topeka. We were coming home from some fights, Kansas City. A couple of our amateur fighters had won their fights, and like they don't really party much. I was like, I'm gonna show y'all a good time, you know. So we go into Topeka, hit one strip club. They're going crazy, like they've never seen titties before, <laughs> throwing money around and stuff, and we get them pretty drunk and. We head over to, uh, like, it's an after hours, man. I don't know how they do it over there in Topeka, but after 2 a.m., this the other strip club down the street opens up, and they serve all-you-can-eat biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Mustangs. That's all I'm saying. Think, yeah. That made my night. Mustangs, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, so, we... basically, end of story, that's my favorite strip club of all time now. <laughs> they're, they're entrepreneurs. And if we can get back to the fight world, though, I'm happy to do another 45 minutes on strippers. We just only have you for a set amount of time. We can have you come back and do an entire show based just on strippers another time. Yeah. Well, let's do that sometime. Verbal tap stripper strippers edition. We'll just, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Take us through how you get into the Bellator tournament, uh, because that's a big turning point for you. You're now, I mean, you're, you're a... you're sort of a star, especially after your intro, the the controversial knockout at the end. Talk us through how that first tournament came to fruition for you. You uh, you want me to talk about my 55 tournament? Yeah. Because I did the 70 before that. I just wasn't sure. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Um, yes, no, the, the one that you just won, the uh, 155. Yeah. You know, let me, I mean, well, I fought Jason Fisher, uh, in November, or November, end of November, going into December, I won that fight, and it was basically like a placement into the tournament. So 
I won, uh, you know, that fight, ended up getting into the tournament, uh, put a licking on uh, Lloyd Woodard. <clears throat> I thought the way we looked at the brackets, you know, uh, they had Pitbull in the, on the other side, and we were like, man, it's going to be me and Pitbull in the finals, you know, if I can get past Woodard. Because, you know, I'd never – I mean, I was, I'm always testing myself, I feel like, with every fight because I'm still pretty new to the game. So I beat Woodard, and uh, I move on. I'm really happy about it. Ends up crazy stuff happens to Sarnofsky. He breaks his hand. You know, I was looking forward to beating him up. Um, and then – you know, Jason Fisher, uh, that guy's awesome, man. I ended up beating up, beating him again. Uh, you know, I beat him quite handedly the second time we fought. And, you know, I just feel like with every fight I'm getting a little bit better. So, you know, I took that energy, went into the third fight with Saad. And, you know, I think, like, something that drove me for that fight was, like, everyone's like, oh, you scared of his power? You scared of his power? And I'm like, no. I've been hit hard my whole life by – people that hit probably twice as hard as him but you know the thing is i do respect his power so i went in there and you know i wanted to kickbox that fool up and he ended up breaking his hand and uh well i ended up knocking him out so it went good yeah and talk us through sort of that last fight and what happens immediately after because you knock him out right at the end of the second round if i'm correct yeah, so, uh, yeah, into the second round, um, I hit him, I feel him uh, falling, I hit him one more time on the way down, uh, you know, his face slides on the canvas, um, you know, I mean, the ref went over there and was like, hey, get up, get up, and nothing happened, so. Here's how I felt about it from a, from an outside perspective. It felt like you could have honestly hit him one or two more times, but you genuinely stopped because he was unconscious. And that was ultimately my decider. It was like, no, 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 wait. He probably could have really put an authoritative end on this, but was trying to be like a respectful, like follow the referee's rules. So I was going to be super pissed if they tried to take that to a third because he was pretty clearly knocked out. Yeah, you know, I absolutely, like, I've watched it over over again, and, like, I, you know, I was, you know, obviously there, and I did it, but, you know, I watched it over it again, and I'm like, you know, maybe what he said is true, and then I rewatched it, man, and, I, you know, just everything came back to me, and no, dude, he was out. He I put was. the hand on him. <laughs> you yeah. stopped. You kind of looked at the ref like, should I hit this motherfucker one or two more times? You guys had that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I if I'd have swarmed on him, you know, it would have been brutal, you know. Um, I don't know, man. Like, if, if you wanted – it sucks, but if you wanted to keep fighting, he should have gotten up, you know. Or if he was able to keep fighting, you know. I don't know. One of the two was – both didn't happen, so nonetheless, Caveman moves on, gets a title shot. And Raph is a huge pro wrestling fan. Um, he and Joe had a little five-minute riff I didn't understand. But one thing we like about what you guys do out at CSC is bring a little bit of that antagonizing behavior, and you walked in with a, uh, I believe it was a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a raptor. It was a raptor. Um, can you please yeah. talk us through how that goes down? 
you know, I'll sit on the couch and I can't remember what, I was just on some website and it was like funny videos. And it was like, these people were scaring people with this dinosaur, like making it jump out at people and stuff. And I was like, holy shit, how awesome is that? Well, lo and behold, 10 minutes later, we just did a little Google search, got their number, called them. 10 minutes after that on the phone, we had it booked and we were ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. What did you have to Yeah, it turns out they them. were big MMA fans, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it worked out really well. Because I was about to say, I think it's one thing to, like, say, like, oh, I, I'd love to rent your Velociraptor. Yes, what for? Oh, I have a, I have a walkout I have to go make. Uh, is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's fine. We're going to terrorize some kids, but we can reschedule that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were so awesome. They were, like, big fans of MMA. And, like, so my biggest thing was, like, I was like, hold on, you know, please let Spike and Bjorn and Bellator approve of this, man. And I called, and they were like, yep, it's good. Good to go. Bjorn said it was cool. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah. So I hope they let me keep doing fun stuff. You know, I, I don't want to overdo it. And, you know, I understand. I don't want to be that guy, you know. But, you know, eventually down the road, there's for sure going to be some more surprises. Okay, that's cool. So there is immediate I'm thinking choreographed dance with Joe Will. <laughs> oh, my God. Please And, do. like, ten cave girls behind it. <laughs> have you have you dropped the mention of a choreographed dance to Joe? No, I haven't yet. Well, actually, yeah, I have in the past. Uh, but you know, making a reality is a little different, and hopefully, we can do that. If you, if we could ask, what would the choreographed song be? Choreographed song, Ice Ice Baby. Ice, and it's a good tie-in. Ice Age. There you go. Just classy oh, nice. stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. very classy. Uh, now talk us through your, your now just announced title match. What are your thoughts? What are your impressions? Uh, how do you see this fight going? Uh, you know, I was in Kansas City the other day, and, you know, I came to a place called Dave & Buster's. And all I could think about was, I bet you Mike Chandler gets unlimited gameplay here. And it kind of pissed me off. So <laughs> that's my goal now. I'm going to take his Dave and Buster style and, uh, you know, I'm going to ride with it, man. But, Very nice. <laughs> but seriously, though, uh, he's a really good opponent, man. Uh, you know, I hope he tries to scrap with me because uh, that's the kind of fights I enjoy and I try to get people to do because, uh, A, it's entertaining, and, B, no one wants to watch a snooze fest. But Michael Chandler is definitely that kind of guy, and uh, – you know, my biggest fear is, like, kind of getting wrestle fucked. So, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, I, I think I can put the hands together and give them a, a you know, a very tough uh, match. That's going down on July 31st on Spike. That is July 31st, you know. Uh, he's a great opponent. Uh, I respect him a lot. But, you know, when that case closes, we're, we're going to be like two Wolverines, man. And for people to say... Just Google Dave Rickles and see the way he fights. Uh, he's he's not joking. I mean, your fights end bloody and they end like your fights always end. <laughs> yeah, say. no, I try to I try to like I have a name to uphold, man, and uh, you know I try to stick to that. So now that we know that the date is on the thirty first, you know what happens like for training camp? What happens Monday? Like, what are you doing to get ready for this fight? 
Well, I started, you know, basically as soon as I got the call, because uh, I was sitting about 200 pounds being fat. Um, so I'm already down 10 pounds, which is awesome. So, uh, you know, I actually, like, there's something I always do. I always hit it really hard on my diet that first week just to get the first initial 10, 12, 13, 14 pounds out of the way. So after that, I can kind of, uh, you know, focus on just getting enough nutrients to train hard. So, um, you know, starting, um, you know, last week, I'm on the grind, man, just making it happen. I think uh, the biggest key to victory in this fight is going to be able to fight five fives. Uh, we're... Bye, man. Love you. Uh, we don't Movie. have to go yet. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, so, how does that change your day? When do, when do you get the phone call? You're just having a normal Dave Rickles day, and then all of a sudden, Bellator calls to offer you a title match. Man, for the first of all, I was like kind of scared to show up. I was like, oh no! But then they were like July 31st, and then uh, you know, so I got enough time to make it happen, and it's going to be a good fight. Awesome. We're uh we're looking I'm excited, man. A world title shot. That's pretty cool. It's very cool, especially you're you're one of the few Kansas MMA people out there uh and it's it's really exciting to see. It's just fun to watch on TV someone from the uh, fellow state. So, what's awesome. uh what's next for K-Man Big Picture? Um what are you hoping to continue on in your fight career? Uh you know, I just really want to put on exciting fights. You know, I hope I have quite a bit of time and uh you know, continuing to fight, and I hope, you know, to just put on exciting fights and game fans. Very cool. Continue right. a career in fighting. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, very... We're je- I'm jealous. A lot better than the dust, John. Yeah, no kidding. So, you are very active on Twitter, and as people can tell, a personality, and Raf would like to introduce a new guest segment with you, if you're willing. Okay, cool. let's so, do it. The Here's the basic thing. Uh, we have a new segment that we'd like to bring in. Uh, it is called Rep That Tweet. In other words, we need you to be responsible for the tweets that you put out there. We have a few that we're going to read to you. We want you to explain them in a context. We'll give you the opportunity to defend them or to say, Oh, well, God. Oh, no. All right, yeah. Ready for this game? Yeah, sure. All right. The first tweet is from May 25th. $5 to anyone who can teach me a front flip axe kick. At this rate, it will work. I don't even have to explain that. Watch MMA. Like, people are starting to jump, <laughs> side kick people in the face, and, and and spitting back kicks and all sorts of crazy stuff, man. If you'd have told me five years ago top ten fighters would be kicking each other with jumping back kicks, I would have slapped you in your face and told you to go home and, <laughs> and karate's not real, dude. But, uh, you know, it's working out, man. It's crazy. Uh, this next one is at uh, Browsing. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, XB. But seriously, that's how I feel. Hashtag confused? <laughs> man, I, like, it's... It's an old video game code. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Uh, it's Mortal Kombat, for one. You can use it on I there. Know, so, A, B, A, B. I just want to know why you were feeling that way. What does that entail? I'm just like, how the hell are people getting knocked out by spinning jump kicks, man? Keep your hands up. <laughs> like, that's the first basic thing, man, is like, 
oh, someone jumps at you flying with a kick, I'm going to put my hands up probably. So I'm just kind of confused at, like, how this stuff is working. And I'm knocking on wood right now because I don't want to get hit with one of those kicks. Yeah, that's the... That's fair. I just didn't know that, like, is that the first thing? As a a non-fighter, I don't really have this insight. But, like, if somebody's doing that kick, is that your first thought, like, up, down, up, down? uh... I'm like, they must be cheating somehow. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, We'll get to our next one, which is May 23rd. Raptors are the gangbangers of the Jurassic period. Hashtag History (laughs) Channel. Man, I was watching uh, uh, like a nature documentary on raptors uh, on the History Channel, and it was awesome, man. Like, dude, that's exactly what the dude was saying. He was like, they roll around in packs, they go hard. Raptors are the most gangster crew of the Jurassic period. And (laughs) that might not have been word for word, but that's how I felt when they were talking. And, like, it's like they were strapped with, like, lethal claws, you know? And, like, no one else had those, so. Okay. All right. They were gangbangers. Jumped on, you know, like, eight on one. Like, that's not fair. We know that's not fair. That's what, that's what <laughs> people do. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got two more. The first one is from May 7th. It is, could you imagine Nancy Grace being your mom? Oh my God! I can't stand that lady. Can I? Can we do like a celebrity fight where I kick her in the head? I'll spinning jump kick her in the head. I promise you. <laughs> you know, I think most people who would have problems between uh, a man and a woman fighting would probably go, "Nancy Grace, totally cool. Let yeah. it happen. No problem." Yeah, you know, I just feel like she's a super bitch. Like, <laughs> I she doesn't she. I that's basically her job. It's like. She wouldn't get paid if she was, like, a normal person. She's right. just like, oh, I'm going to be super bitchy, and people are going to get on my back about it. So, I don't know. She's no crazy, joke. I man. Had, I don't even. One of my buddies was in law school, and he was talking with some girl who's, like, defending her. And it was the first time he had ever heard who she was. And he's like, this girl comes up to me, and she's like, I have to respect Nancy Grace because she stands up for her opinion. And he's just like, oh, my God, no, you don't. She's an awful human being. It's just yeah, she's repulsive as a human yeah. being. She just talks down on people, and it's really uh, kind of pathetic. Well, we'll talk with the good people at Bellator and see if we can make something happen. Maybe Let's set it up, man. Defense. That's a future fight. <laughs> All right. This is the last one I've got for you. I'm a little confused by it, okay? Okay. But I really need you to bring some context in. It is on April 13th. It is at Big Creek. I'll cut your fingers off and arrange a meeting with God and you. <laughs> I can't I can't remember what movie it's off of, but you know, I'm gonna arrange a meeting with him and God, you know. Oh, wait, I'm pretty sure that's off of uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Denzel Washington, Man on Fire. Very Great good. movie. Quoting oh, that is it. A good movie. Yeah, it's a life, you know, that's a life lesson to live by. It is a life lesson to live by. But here was the original tweet from (laughs) Big Creek. Uh, Greg Van de Creek tweets you. I see you shaved. I'm sorry. The weight of being a man was too much for you, man, (laughs) dude. I I don't even want to talk about it, but I trimmed a little too much off the beard and I was kind of looking 
weak, you know? I felt weak. Like, I lost a little bit of my magical power. So, thank God it's back in, you know, it's full prime. Oh, good. We were we were very concerned that the mane was gone. And I mean not mane the hair. Hair the chin. Well, caveman, you know, you have to have a riotous beard. It's true. It's almost necessary. It is. That takes us to our 30-minute marker with Dave the Caveman Rickles. Um, you can check him out at Combative Sports Center. You can check him out over on Spike on July 31st when he fights for the Bellator title. We, Absolutely. We really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much, sir. Hey, man, I had a good time on the show, and uh, you know, hopefully I'll be back maybe talking about some strippers, food challenges, etc. Well, we'd love to have you back uh, possibly after your title fight. You know, that way we can talk to a champion. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to wear the we belt around for at least a month. I would. Oh, please do. Definitively. I, I, yeah, no question asked. Yeah. Uh, and after that fight, when you're done and we can get you back to eating like a regular <laughs> human being, uh, we can then talk with Joe. <laughs> this is happening, and it's so amazing. Oh, let's make it happen. Your ability to multitask yeah. is quite impressive. Yes, parenting, sorry. driving, yeah. and Don't podcast be sorry. interviewing. No, I mean, it we're be... just, uh, we're impressed. Raph and I can only barely manage you... singledom and, you know. Yeah, the only time you'd have to be sorry <laughs> A lot of my friends responding. make fun of me because I listen, like, I'm really, like, I can do a lot of stuff and I'm, like, <laughs> listening, but I don't actually reply back until I'm done with what I'm doing. It's a good way to live. I do understand the yep. idea that it, you know, we'd probably be a little bit more hurt if we were like, "Hey, how was that trip to Japan?" It'd be like, "What?" Um, I, yes, I did vote this year. Thank you. <laughs> At least you're still yeah. on topic. I'm yeah. still on so, it, man. Appreciate. It. All right, verbal but, tap uh, listeners. That's Dave the Caveman Rickles. Thanks, Caveman. All right, bro. Thank you. Dave the Caveman Rickles. And that interview was brought to you by BJJFinder.com, world's premier Brazilian jiu-jitsu school locator. Maybe they'll even start playing Raph and I's color commentary slash color commentary on the site in the coming I'm future. You never pretty know. sure they won't. <laughs> well, yeah, probably, but... <laughs> Offer stands for any and all that are interested. No, go check out BJJ Finder. Raph, what do you think of the caveman? Pretty funny guy, right? Really funny guy. I mean, we, we've known he's always been a colorful character, but uh, it was absolutely a delight to get him uh, on the podcast and talking about strippers. How did we get there? I, hey, you can never force that into a conversation. It only arrives organically, and it, then it just grew. All of that phrasing sounded exactly awful. It didn't. I forced it. I wasn't in full defense mode. I haven't had to practice this in a little while. I gotta... Like you realize everything you just said applies to a stripper as well, right? Phrasing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, that's what I was really hoping with the organically. You were not. And I was okay. so ready to be like, if he is 
at all cognizant that he's saying these things. It could be hilarious, but he's just saying them and has no idea they're inherently hysterical. You know, we could start a strip club called, well, let's not call it Verbal Tap. Let's call it, like, Cage Fighters or something. (laughs) Name it Super Masculine, so guys can just come to it, and then we'll kind of set it up like little mini octagons instead of dance floors. Oh, my God. By (laughs) day... It's a very competitive self-defense and jiu-jitsu school. By night, it's a very successful cabaret lounge. It's the most disease-ridden place anybody's ever been to. I guess I'm just feeling a little flirtatious with the idea of turning mixed martial arts into a nightclub based off of the UFC cover page right now. Raph, have you seen, have you sauntered on over to... (laughs) UFC.com today to see what they are adorning it with. Oh, I sauntered and I saw (laughs) the adornedness. The shit is all of your phrasings are just out the window at this point. We've done the interview. Kevin's just given up and it it can't even form sentences. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking like uh, it's the 1970s and I'm from the South and a woman, but for some reason or another, it's. Chuck Liddell with three women on each side that says the UFC takes over Las Vegas. The ultimate pool parties, bashes, park houses. It's just this uh, basically lustful. Oh, shit. I just realized what that is. What? They're promoting it uh, the week I'm there. I'm actually going to UFC 162. And this is UFC takes over the town with pool parties, bar crawls, concerts, army, Amy? A-M-M-Y, MMA, and more starting July 3rd. So they're really just telling you, hey, come party with Chuck Liddell and these broads. That's basically what they're saying, yeah. Wow. I'll be there. Great. I'm going to go give Chuck Liddell a high five and say, you are working hard in your retirement, aren't you, sir? This desk job looks incredibly difficult. Love that photo of you with three women on each side. And the best part is, on the same (laughs) site... They now have something underneath that fight week with him and just chilling with, like, all the models uh, that just says bikini season. It is there. Oh, dynamite. How are we not a regular segment called Hating the Man brought to you by UFC? Are you ready to do some shout outs? Uh, Yes, I am ready to do some shout outs. Some shout outs. (laughs) Yet a little attitude. To the show and touts, and You're not that's saying what anything right anymore. BJJ and <laughs> MMA Academy over in Chantilly, VA. No concept jujitsu out in Maryland. Gonna do quite a bit of training with them. Awesome. Um, this is a personal, this is a family one. If anyone's looking to help out a good cause, go to Indiegogo and look for the Seeding Agricultural Traditions Fund a Farmer's Dream of Ownership. Indiegogo, look up Neverland Organic Farm. Help donate to a good cause. Raph, do you have any shout-outs? I do. Uh, none of them involve Neverland Ranch. Uh, I'm Neverland sorry. Farm. Is it's, that what that uh, is? It's very different. I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm very, very illiterate. Uh, <laughs> unlike other people I know. But anyway. Uh, yeah, we got a few shout-outs. Let's go ahead and give a shout-out to Dream. BJJ, which is hosting a tournament with us over at Valley Martial Arts Center. 
V-Mac. Over in North Hollywood <laughs> on June 15th. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament. $30. Go sign up at uh, Dream at BJJ. You can also find them on Facebook for more information. Come to our tournament. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you'll even get to meet me. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other stuff that's going on. Uh, let's give shout-outs. I want to give shout-outs to everybody who read uh, anything I was writing this week for uh, scriptage and whatever. You guys were very helpful. Uh, Kevin gave me some great notes uh, as well this week, so props to Kevin as well. Yeah, I read your New Girl spec. Uh, it was pretty funny. You write back and forths really well, like lapses in time. What's the official? You call them cutaways. Uh, they're usually flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks. Yeah. But like cutaways in the story. Those were there were some really good uh, setups and punchlines that I did not see coming in the new. Thank world. you. And uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I, I'm very much appreciative to Kevin, all the good people who gave me notes. Uh, thank you guys for taking out time. I think it made it a, a pretty fun, fun thing in the end. We got one other uh, shout out that we were asked to make, and we're, we're happy to do this one. Uh, from Phil Spiranya. Uh I think that's how he says his name. I always screw up his name. Always. He says it's like lasagna, but okay. Phil Spiranya. It rhymes uh, with lasagna or it's like Spiranya? Because I think it's Spiranya. It's got to be. You think? Yeah. And I don't you think. should listen to me because I'm the world's worst announcer in names. So <laughs> it's true. Good. I don't know why I had a fleeting moment of like, oh, really? You're I heard you be like, is that right? It's like, I don't know. Anyway. But Phil's easy yeah. to say, and we like Phil, so go ahead. We like Phil. Uh, Phil sent us this wonderful article uh, about a restaurant that is doing a fundraiser that's for a wounded warrior, Captain Derek Herrera, on June 8th at the Orange Avenue restaurant. Um, it's going to be for helping a wounded Marine who used to do uh, MMA and BJJ uh, try and raise enough money to get a revolutionary machine by Rewalk, which is a battery-powered exoskeleton. Uh that's a really, really cool thing, and uh, we appreciate him uh, passing on. We hope that works well. So that date again, June 8th, Orange Avenue, and uh, we wish him all the best. We hope he's able to raise that money, and uh, please let us know uh, how that goes so that way we can update all the people who are listening. And if you guys are so inclined, please go ahead and find out and reach out to them to see how you can help. Uh, that is for Captain Derek Herrera out in Colorado. We wish you the best, man. And Verbal Tap will be right back to say goodnight. All right, that'll do it for us over here at Verbal. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I've, I've been losing it off and on all, all night, Rap. I'm just done. We lost Tell me right now. Earlier. Tell me right now why it is you were laughing <laughs> like a little schoolgirl. Just, just reveal to our audience why you're laughing. Because we've kept having to cut away at the end of our last segment. My dog just she she let a fart out, and I it was. 
It's just awful and time. <laughs> that's what's pushed you over the edge at this point. That's what's got me over the edge. We are professionals, Kevin. Uh, you're a professional. I'm still rocking around my amateur status. I'm gonna argue. <laughs> All right, so, that'll well, wrap this puppy up then. That'll wrap her up for us over here at Verbal Tap. Check us out on iTunes. You can find us at Verbal Tap. Please give us a review if you're listening over there. Head on over to the website, verbaltapcast.com, for some fun archive stuff and all of our rare and hilarious work. That's it for me. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. You're the worst co-host ever. Good night and good fight. They are trying to make <laughs> You have to redo that. I gotta redo it. You're so fucking awful. No, I stopped recording, thank God. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Every time I have a fucking mess up, it's always on on record or it's just you taking something that I'm saying silly off of whatever context. But whatever you fuck up, it's like, oh, I wasn't recording that because I knew I suck. <laughs> I definitely got, I think, the beginning of me laughing and I'll post that just to where it's a non-contential that you can't tell. I'm just laughing so violently. At-